Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Chase. I am a co-host of the Sober Minded Podcast, as you may know. Uh, we had some technical difficulties, uh, so there will be no video this week, um, unfortunately. Uh, and then half of our, or well, 30 minutes of our podcast had gotten cut off in, in editing, um, or in post, not in editing. Um, <clears throat> don't know how it happened. We tried to figure it out. Um, it's just one of those things that God is letting us know he's still in control. So thank you for stopping by and, uh, we really hope you enjoy. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the sober minded podcast. Uh, if you're a return listener, we appreciate it. Um, our first episode got a lot of positive feedback, um, which meant a lot to us because that's the whole purpose of this <laughs> is trying to reach right? out um, and make something that people enjoy and get something out of. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, we appreciate we appreciate all that. Yeah, uh, we we both didn't even think we were gonna get that much uh, positive feedback, and it was just great to see. Uh, so yeah, we really appreciate. I mean, everybody listening, and um, I mean, I got multiple texts about it so it was it was pretty cool to see throughout the week people have been listening to it and we had been watching uh the whole week and we were like oh it's up to like 104 now or something like that so it was pretty cool it's pretty cool yeah and when the first update was like 30 we were like whoa 30 (laughs) yeah yeah so so yeah we're grateful and uh yeah thank you again um i also want to apologize up front i'm congested to um, the coast and back. Mm. We'll keep it PG. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to try to not sniffle too much and, and all that. Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, we can start out with a prayer. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Uh, dear God, uh, thank you again for just the opportunity to do something like this. Uh, thank you for Chase and I's relationship. Uh, thank you for uh, just all you've done for us. And I pray that you would guide us as we uh, go on this endeavor. Uh, keep the focus on you. Um, keep the focus focus positive. And uh, yeah, yeah, thank you again. Dear Lord, uh, just thank you for another safe trip up here and the opportunity to do what we can um, to kind of just put your word out there uh, through fellowship and fellowship of brothers. Um, I really, really am very thankful for the things throughout the week that most of us don't appreciate as much as we should. Um, I mean, just my car being able to get up here. <laughs> um, but yeah, seriously, thank thank you for everything that you've provided, especially with this podcast uh, going and going on forth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So uh, today's topic was... Uh, meaning or purpose um and keeping that in mind as we go through our lives and there's a lot of different ways to approach it yeah um so the way we kind of boiled it down was uh i labeled it the pillars of purpose i like things to be boiled down but not too simplified where you want to have a list that you can kind of keep in mind throughout your day yeah but it's yeah. uh also keeping in mind everything do you want to close that yeah is it it's warming up my chair a little much thank you (laughs) it's uh uh, yeah it's pretty warm (laughs) yeah um so so yeah we kind of came up with three different aspects to keep in mind and uh 
in in order of importance is uh, the spiritual, relational, and the physical. Um, and so starting out this um, this list here, we started out in um, let me in Matthew twenty two. Uh, and again, there's different ways to approach this, but I think I think this kind of is a good place to start. Yeah, I think uh, for the first main verse for this, I think it, it is a good spot. It's a good spot to go to in the Bible. Yeah. So uh, starting uh, chapter 22, verse 35, uh, one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? He said to them, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend the whole law and the prophets. So that's where we kind of pulled for those two. The first and the second is focusing on your relationship with God, bringing him glory. Um, that should be your number one focus. Everything should uh, stream down from that and then after that uh, love your neighbor relationships because yep. um, at the end of the day work all you want work till your bones are showing yep. that doesn't matter mm-hmm. uh, it's important right, but, right. but relationships are huge and uh, you look at the meta narrative of the bible and right. yeah. it, it doesn't come to this conclusion of Work is life. It's yeah. about yeah. love. Mm-hmm. As cliche as it sounds, it's true. Yeah. Love. No, absolutely. Uh, well, like, it kind of goes back to the first thing that we were saying about this podcast is it's going to keep us uh, necessarily, like, just us as individuals and friends. It's going to keep us more, uh, how would you say that, connected? Yeah. I guess. Um, and so that was, like, one of the main pulls because I felt like. I wasn't putting in enough effort to a friendship that I really, really um, love and enjoy as, as what homo as that sounds, <laughs> hey. but, uh, but just, you know, I always had an issue um, just communicating. Uh, and so I, I feel like this helps a lot with that. Yeah, no, I agree. And I'm the same way where, my my tendency is definitely more isolationist yeah where, yeah um i'm content with just working in my shop by myself yep. which which there's a time and place for that but at the end of the day you need to be pouring into those relationships as well yep yep god calls us <coughs> our big part is relationship <laughs> yeah um and so on that first point, the spiritual aspect, um, Chase has a very pertinent verse. Yeah, so uh, when I was in high school, my dad was the high school teacher. We we went through a rooted in Christ kind of, um, how would you say that? Uh, not necessarily movement, but it was a huge full year of stuff that helps keep you rooted in Christ. And one of the things that I remember was Colossians was a big part of that. So I when I was going through this, uh, yesterday, actually, just trying to find something like maybe that could, uh, you know, attune to that. Um, Colossians was the first place I flipped to, and uh, it was like I read like four four different verses, and I just I fell in love with this one, 
Um, this is Colossians 2, 6. Uh, and I kind of ended it on the seventh verse, but it, you could realistically, you could go through um, and kind of end it wherever, uh, especially when it goes into your next little subject here. Anyways, I'll go to it right here. It's, uh, so then as you just received Christ as Jesus, or Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strength strengthened in faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness see to see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy which depends on human tradition and elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than christ for in christ all the fullness of the deity lives in the bodily form and in christ you have been brought to fullness he is the head over every power and authority. So that ends off uh, on verse 10. Um, but like I said, you could bring it to verse 13, and it all kind of all meshes with the spiritualness of being a full, um, and this works for everyone, but somebody that is full in Christ uh, just in general. Yeah, yeah, and a big part of that is the... Um, in that relationship is the staying in the Bible because um, once you get familiar with that whole narrative, it really helps bring into focus um, what God's will is on modern topics where he might not have addressed how do you need to treat your foreman or, yep, yep. you know, you know uh, stuff like that that wasn't specifically addressed you can get this picture of okay what what's god's heart towards this mm -hmm. as you as you see him interact in different scenarios and di different situations right, and, right. um and so that's how you get that i mean relationships yeah the yep. longer you're with someone the more you're seeing how they interact how they react um you know them on a deeper level and Absolutely. you can you can predict what their thought is on a topic right yeah and uh kind of stemming from that i mean you you start to kind of not necessarily mold your beliefs around somebody but you you get a better understanding to where you guys can find common ground more often i feel like that's at least with at least with us we we're very similar and then there's a few things that not necessarily are exactly the same but we can find tons of common ground because well, for one, we've known each other for quite a while. And for two, it's, it's uh, like I said, we're very alike. So it, if anything, it's not stuff that we always even have to bring up. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that covers our first two. Well, I guess we, we can even go deeper on the relational. Yeah. That's, that's obviously a pretty broad uh, brush on that. But yeah. it'll yeah. it'll depend it'll vary on what relationships. Yeah. So like so like me with Abby, with my wife, mm -hmm. you know, um, her well being needs to be at the forefront of my mind. Absolutely. You know, it should be focusing on my relationship with God um, and taking taking the knowledge from that mm -hmm. in how would God want me to treat Abby? How right. would how would he want me to approach being the provider? Yeah. Um, and uh, that's that's a huge part. Or it 
a lot of guys in the trades you see um they can get bitter towards their wives and they'll they'll talk to you about it where they'll be so for instance um there was one guy and he he said like a, like my wife said that she was tired the other day and I told her don't ever talk about being tired you don't know what it's like trying to provide for you and and stuff and it's well you shouldn't be approaching it from a I have to provide for you and in getting that bitter stance towards your wife yep. you should be wanting to cuz you love her yeah and that's your job yeah 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 and uh I I just feel like well, the one I hear the most time is the old lady or yeah. the ball and chain. Yeah. And realistically, I mean, it's not holding you back from anything. If anything, that's, I don't know. I, I feel like for me personally, just being single, I strive for that, that relation of, of, I don't know, a family union. Yeah. Like, cause realistically it's what we are made to be, to be as men is, we are the providers, we're the protectors, and we should strive to want to do that and not just be like, oh, well, I am doing it because, well, that's the natural human order now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's vital to keep that keep that in mind. And, and I mean, it's part of that Genesis narrative. Right, of yeah. He wasn't complete until he had Eve. Yep. And, yep. and, of course, we contrast that with... Paul saying, if you're single, stay single. And, <laughs> but the context for that, mm-hmm. you know, um, you shouldn't be striving for relationship for relationship sake. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really hard for me to uh, kind of explain what I mean by that. But for, for just general rule, it's more of I want to um, be complete as one whole being. And that is the essentially the way that God has made it to where we are complete in Him. Yes. Um, um, I would actually like to clarify the don't chase a relationship for relationship's sake. I think I need to clarify on that. I don't mean like you shouldn't have that that longing for that relationship, but don't let yeah. it lead you into a, well, this this girl is kind of a Christian or yeah, we kind yeah. of have the same values, but I want to get married. Don't let it take you down that road. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of people, <coughs> excuse me, um, um, on the guy's side, but you also see it a lot on the girl's side oh, of, of that longing to be married and yeah. settling down for a guy that you could do better. You yeah. know, that yeah. would, make your life easier uh it's not about ease but it sure helps it helps oh, yeah. you reach those goals yeah like like abby and i's relationship is again it's a blessing where we get along very well yep not 100 percent perfect as no one does but but with us being on that same track yeah it makes our life so much better better our marriage so much better yep. as opposed to you see these guys uh, from high school that are struggling mm-hmm. with relationships that maybe they shouldn't have gotten into yeah. at that time, you know? Yeah, that was the that was the main thing that I seen in my high school. Um, I mean, I think everybody sees it, but um, you kind of get yourself stuck in a situation and you might have got along with this person decently well, 
Um, I mean, for example, there's there was a person, and I'm not going to name drop, but in in my class that they ended up getting pregnant when they were, I think, 17 and 18. So 17, the female, and then 18, the male. And, and uh, I don't know if it was my class or if it was the class below me. But anyways, uh, and it was like it, it, it kind of got them stuck into that situation. They had to just do whatever they could. And for one, obviously, they weren't necessarily accept, fully accepting of each other. And I don't feel like they uh, they saw things the same way. So it was it was a hard situation for both of them. Uh, I still talk to the male of that relationship all the time. But yeah, yeah, just, yeah. You, you can make it work if yeah. you have the right heart in it. But it is a harder road. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's kind of the broad, broader aspects of the. Uh, spiritual then the relational and then the for the third pillar the physical like how should we be approaching our purpose in the physical world in out in the workplace um and for this i kind of i went back to genesis um genesis 1 uh starting in verse 26 uh then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. And rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Um, so, so the uh, pretext to this is God creating the fish, the birds, the land animals, and with each one he tells them to be fruitful and multiply, and be fruitful and multiply. And then he comes to man and he tells him, be fruitful and multiply, and rule, and mm. subdue. Yeah. Um, and I've I've heard people take the image of God in different different aspects, but right. one aspect that I believe this is referring to is the ruling, um, mm-hmm. the setting apart. Setting apart, we aren't just on the level of the animals; we are rulers. He's yep. he wants yep. to work in conjunction with us to to um, make make this earth better, especially after the fall. Right. You know, we're in a we're in a fallen world. Um, as Christians, we should be. <coughs> I apologize. Again. Um, <laughs> we should right. be going out into the world with God's heart in mind, as as rulers, not not abusers, yeah. as good yeah. stewards. And that's where um, keeping that meta narrative: How does God approach the earth? Yeah. And you know, taking that into your day to day, making order out of chaos. Yeah. And and it, it'll look different for each person, but as electricians, it is pretty cool because we're pretty close to the tip of the spear on making civilization better. Right. From, yeah. You know, um, I know culture has gone pretty dang wonky, but you look at statistics of um, like starvations just oh, yeah. going down and down oh, yeah. as time goes on and um, the the... Uh, quality of life goes 
up and up as we advance and we we make these technological advances that I believe that's what God calls us to do. He calls us to take what he's given us and make something good. And I believe that's that's after God's heart for us. <coughs> oh, Sorry, everyone. I had to I had to move this. I I found myself uh, leaning a lot last time, so I don't I don't really want to do that a lot this time. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I completely get that. And uh, one thing I didn't notice that I just now noticed after you read that is that uh, that kind of relates to the Colossians as well as uh, where it's kind of trying to mix the spiritual and the physical a little bit. Um, because I think that's where the main disconnect is, is a lot of people, they'll say, oh, yeah, I'm very spiritual. Oh, yeah, this and that. And then they trash their bodies or they trash everything around them or they don't I mean they don't take care of whatever they need to or and stuff like that and it's like um it's it's just a big disconnect that I've seen personally um where you can't be one without the other uh especially I mean this is going to be a really very uh brushed over on this topic but I believe that's the same with with like crackheads, meth heads, you know, people that I've that I have seen personally, uh, where they they might be fine physically, but obviously they're gone. Yeah. Or vice versa, or both. You know, uh, where one or the other is failing, or you know, it's just not gonna it's not gonna mend well for your body for your mind to be messed up and vice versa. If your body is messed up, your mind's going to have negative reactions to that. Uh, and that's the the whole spiritual. Well, necessarily, I, I wouldn't say that's fully necessarily spiritual. I think that's like more of the soul, um, but that does affect it. I think the, the separation, uh, people don't worry about that as often as they should. Uh, they think that the spiritual is just as a la la land outside of real realms that we that we connect to God in. And yes, somewhat it is just you know what we connect to God in, but at the same time it's also connected with everything that you see outside or even um like in your day-to-day life. Yeah, and a big part of that like what you see is culture. Like yeah. if you think if you think culture is not um influenced by spirituality um i think that'd be misguided i mean it's pretty pretty obvious yep Um, and it is wild i mean don't want to be don't want to be just uh, another one of those guys that just says look at the look at the culture and how bad it is but Mm -hmm. it is it is pretty bad and you see a lot of you see a lot of traditional institutions being discarded as altogether bad because they are traditional and i think that is that's a detriment because um keeping a tradition because it's tradition is also detrimental we need to be constantly um evolving better and better culture wise right (coughs) i'm so sorry um but but disregarding traditional institutions such as such as marriage Mm -hmm. is is huge and you see the ramifications of it on on culture um yep. and you see 
you see these kids being brought up in homes that are broken um and it's you can't look at that and say it doesn't have an effect yep yeah you know and that like i said that's the spiritual disconnect um people don't take it as what it actually is uh i think it got too accepted in our world especially uh i mean you look at everywhere in the world and being gay has become more more or less the normal um and don't get me wrong god calls us to love but not necessarily accept uh, all of that because it is more of the it is the sin not necessarily the person um you could love the person but not accept the sin and that's uh i mean that's hard but sometimes that's what love is is hard yes yeah i agree um and on that topic um just looking at both sides there's one side that says the bible says not to judge so i'm not going to judge you um that's that's blind but there's also the side of god says that's bad so i'm completely disregarding you and that is blind as well um at the end of the day we're we're trying we're trying to lead people to Christ. Yep. And how do you lead them to Christ? You you show them love, but you also you also firm in your own convictions. Yep. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but especially as we're approaching non-Christians, if you're right out of the gate um, isolating them from you, um, is is that the best for that scenario? You know, um, you you got to show them love, but also just so you know, like that's not what God approves of. Right. Um, there also is such a thing, at least in my book, as love from afar. Um, and I consider that to be, hey, I'm going to support you as a person if you're going to try, but I can't. I can't support you being on drugs all the time. I can't. You know. Yeah. And I can't have you in my life if that's what you're going to choose to do. Um, because, yeah, God doesn't doesn't approve of that. And yep. uh, that's like the love from afar. Like, I really, I really want to see you win. I really do. But I can't be there 100% of the time because it's not it's not right. Yeah. You know, and I can't have something that's going, going to influence me in that way, which, I, I mean, I would never. But there are people that have had problems with that where their family members or, I mean, I mean look at ex, ex-addicts. They see one person do it and it's like, oh, that's, maybe I could, maybe I could do it again. Um, like I know, I mean, alcohol is, alcoholism is one of the main things that I see all the time uh, where ex-addicts, they will see somebody drinking a beer and they're like, oh, well, maybe I could have one. But then that kind of just falls into the, the same lines. It's like, well, no, you can't. Because yeah. then it will just spiral down into that deep, dark cave that you were in before. Um, and uh, without going on a rabbit trail with that, I, I feel like uh, loving people from afar is just as as uh, good and potent of a, of a way to deal with that as, say, maybe accepting them into your home and for dinner or something like that, you know, 
um, giving them the gospel. Because uh, sometimes the hard love is what teaches people what they actually, what, what they need. I agree. There does reach a point, especially if you've been uh, reaching out, trying to help someone or be someone, there does reach a point where if you aren't going to try to help yourself, I can't be constantly putting in this effort that could be could be used in a more beneficial yep. in somewhere else that's more beneficial in life. Yep. I can't be needlessly pouring it into you. That doesn't mean I don't love you. Yep. I don't want to be there for you. But just so you know, mm-hmm. I'll always be here for you. But there comes a point where you have to also want to dig yourself out of that hole as well. And I'll yeah. be there to help you, mm-hmm. but you have to want, I can't drag you out of it. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. And that's I, where it becomes difficult is finding that line. Yeah. And I mean, back and forth in my personal life, it's like you, you could see that, um, at least with my personal life, I see that so often within my family that it's, it's, I, I'm very supportive, but to a point, because I can't be supportive to the point where I am always there, always going to be available for you because, well, as the saying goes, misery likes company. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, I don't want to put myself in that situation. So, you know, it, it, it's it's a fine line of being, hey, just know I love you and I support you. But I can't, you know, I can't be in your life 100% of the time. Yeah. For and there reason. is. There is an aspect of um, when you're striving to live, um, live a godly, live, live to your full potential, live to what you're called to. Mm-hmm. Um, people like that. They, they see that and you can have an impact on their life, like you say, from afar. Right. right. Yeah. You can be an inspiration for them. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, uh, we kind of got a little off topic there. But yeah. This is a little rabble tra- rabbit trail right there. But hey, it's all related. So, well, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of what I think. Uh, If you guys have any other thoughts, we'd, we'd like to hear because there's always different ways of approaching uh, what, you know, what different ways of summarizing how to approach life. Well, I mean, just look at the, uh, the other denominations of Christianity. That's basically the other ways of approaching the Bible. Yeah. I'm not going to agree or talk bad on anybody, but there's stuff I don't agree with and there's stuff I, I do agree with. So, um, yeah, like there's always different ideas about different things in the Bible. Um, there is stuff that he has called us to be dogmatic in, but but when it comes to some, some of the, especially with manlyhood, we have to approach it with, well, what is God... What, well, we have to approach it first with who is God as a man and then how can we strive to be like God as a man? Yeah. Yeah. I, at least I feel that way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those pillars that uh, we we focused on today were uh, in order of importance, the spiritual, relational, and the physical. And those are just three things that you can... Um, bring to mind in the beginning of your day, okay, I'm about to go into the workplace, I'm about to go into life, um, what should be what should be my priorities? Why yeah. am I doing this? Um, and 
and that'll affect how you treat those around you and your task. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. You know, I mean, appreciating work, not worshiping the work, not not becoming um, a prey to the careerism trap, but yep. appreciating that, like, especially as men, we're called to provide, mm -hmm. you know, we're called to work and appreciate the work. It, it's not always fun yep. at all, but at the end of the day, you're doing something good. And that's, yeah. that's why, like, I've been sick for freaking like four days now or whatever and i had to miss a couple of days of work and i yeah. hate it you yeah. just sit at home you don't feel fulfilled right. you know yeah um and i know some of that it is if i'm being honest something i have to work through <laughs> is the if i'm not doing something i feel like i'm falling behind or yeah. i feel like i'm not i'm not earning earning my spot yeah um, and that's something i have to work on but but there is a degree that is that's good mm -hmm. use that mm -hmm. use that as a drive right yeah um the main thing yeah like you were saying like you can't get to the point where you're worshiping but you also can't get to the point where you're like dreading every single day and appreciate just just being there um i found myself last monday and tuesday uh it was mostly because of our schoolwork, but um, Monday, I was just in a groggy, bad mood. I, we've been going over to Klamath. I was in a groggy, bad mood all day, and I'm like, oh, well, I'm just here pulling some wire. And uh, kind of Tuesday, the same same attitude. And I, I think it was Wednesday. I, I started thinking about it that morning. I'm like, why why do I have a bad attitude about this? Pulling wire. It's not, it's not anything hard to do. It's not, uh, for one, it's really not that boring. I mean... You're busy every single day. And honestly, for probably 90 to 95% of that day, you're busy if you're pulling wire. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, I, st I and my journeyman could attest to this. Uh, I, I, it kind of got to the point where I was like, okay, yeah, I'm in a way better mood today. Um, and I think it was more of like I kind of just unloaded uh, because of Monday I had like a bunch of homework that I had to get done. And then Tuesday it was, oh, I had to go to school on Tuesday. And then, yeah, it kind of just, I think it was unloading uh, off, off of my work, off of, off of uh, just those added stresses. And I personally need to work on that because I have that problem where I'll just unload my problems into that when necessarily it's not, that's not even near my problem. <laughs> it's yeah. not even like it doesn't have anything to do with my problem yeah yeah it's just taking it out on what's what's at hand yeah, yeah. exactly well yeah and that's what i'm saying it's like oh this I'm pulling wire is so stupid why am i even doing this and i was like is pulling wire really the problem here or is it just the added stress from schoolwork this week and as soon as i said that to myself i was like that's exactly what it is. And Wednesday and Thursday, I was way better mood. Granted, I had a little bit more coffee those mornings too, but I don't think that was enough to help anything, yeah. honestly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like like I said, I mean, I just need to keep myself constantly. I mean, it's a constant thing with everyone, I think. I mean, you can't always be in a great mood, but you could always want to be in a great mood. And that's the way I see it, at least. Yeah. And... I mean, wanting 
to be in a good mood helps you be in a good mood, right. you know? Yeah. Um, puts you on the right track. Uh, do we have a, where's the timer on it? So if you look all the way at the bottom, there's this little red like dot. You could kind of barely see it. Uh, I don't even know what, it's probably like under 20 minutes. 35. Nice. Well, you want to light up, brother? I think we should. I think we shall. Absolutely. Nice. So, so yeah, we contribute to our local uh, cigar cave. Absolutely. Yeah. Medford, Oregon. Shout out to those guys. I wish, uh, I wish every time I go in there, I see the same guy and I wish I would stop and take the time to actually like sit there and talk to him about him because he's a very... You he's know who cool yeah. He's in there every time. Yeah. It's either and him or that chick, but yeah, it's usually him. It's usually him. And it's like, dude, he's a cool guy. And just with what he's doing with the cigar cave, I think that's such a great idea for at least for Southern Oregon. Um, yeah. Because we need it. I agree. <laughs> a lot of Southern Oregon needs the relaxation of cigars yeah. and pipes. And I mean, people ask, like, like, why do you like to smoke a tobacco pipe? But um it's it's not that dangerous for you. Yep. Comment below on how it's gonna kill me. Yep. Like I'm not inhaling it into my lungs. Statistically, there was a study: tobacco pipe smokers, on average, live longer than non-smokers. <laughs> so, it's funny how that works, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I like to do it as a as a meditative thing. It makes me stop. Yep. Take a second. Focus on focus on just stopping. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and especially. Especially with friends, you know, it's good mm-hmm. to partake in something together mm-hmm. and that bond, you know. Yeah, in a way, and I don't want it to sound very corny. Uh, it is kind of like uh, it's kind of like going in on church on a Sunday and doing your communion. It's in a way, it is that it is like that. Um, obviously, it's not. We're, I'm not trying to make the case for us symbolizing a communion <laughs> with tobacco. But I'm just saying it is a fellowship thing that we could do as brothers as well. Yes, I agree 100%. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to look at you. <laughs> I want you to say something now. But uh, yeah, no, uh, he's actually the one that got me on it. Uh, I, I I was for, oh man, how long was that? It was probably a good two years. Uh, I was a tobacco chewer, chewing tobacco. And nothing wrong, you know, if that's your thing, that's your thing. But for me personally, it was, uh, I felt like absolute utter crap every single day. Um, and it was like I was living life just to chase that next nicotine high. And I would go through a can like every two days. Um, so I actually got clean off of that. I've been clean off of that for almost a year now. Yeah, that's um, good. I'm proud and of I, you. And I didn't get back into anything tobacco. Uh, man, it was probably very recently, uh, within the last couple months. Um, and like I told him, I was like, well, at least it's a good thing. Like, I didn't need it all week. I I didn't care. I was like, okay, whatever. I have to wait a week. Oh, yeah. It's, so, it's not addictive yeah. either. I mean, I've been smoking it sporadically for like two years now, and never once have i felt an urge to to smoke you know it's it's just uh 
yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice little at the end of the at the end of the week. You know, um, I had class today, went well. I don't think I got mine, but it's just as well as yours. Oh yeah. <laughs> do you so you do an initial burn, um, and then you just very lightly tamp it down, and then you do a secondary burn. Very lightly, uh, like the weight of your finger. Oh, like you don't okay. push it down at all. Gotcha. It's just to kind of push that ember just ever so slightly down. I think that's a little bit better. Yeah. Seems to be. It does take practice, especially on your pack. You'll notice um, the... Like how well you can keep it lit will uh -huh. depend on how like you don't want it too tight because then you're trying to really trying to pull <laughs> a draw through it. But if you don't pack it tight enough, it'll just keep going up. So it takes a while. I still don't even have it perfect every time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, there's a couple that I had that were really good, but uh, I still I am struggling with it still. I'm like, yeah. ah, I can't figure it out. But yeah, it's good. It's a lot, and again, I mean, it's it's fun with friends. It's also like um, like like cigars. Like right. I don't typically smoke a cigar at home, uh, namely they're so expensive. Yeah, that's but true, uh, yeah. as opposed to pipe tobacco. But oh, went out again. <laughs> but with uh, with friends, you know, get together with buddies from from back in Bandon or something, mm -hmm. you know play some poker or something and have a cigar or just sit and talk, you know? So, yeah, I mean, and there is merit. There is merit in having tradition, go. right? You know, in having, having things that you do with friends yep. that, you know, I mean, it puts you kind of on the same wavelength, not, mm -hmm. We're not smoking the reefer here, but, uh, <laughs> no. but you know, it's like, it's like music. Um, did I tell you, I think it was Peterson that Jordan Peterson that the other day made the point that music speaks to us so much because it puts us in unity, not only with each other, but also with like the earth, not hmm. in a, yeah. not in a worshipy way, but in like, um, the strum of guitar strings, mm -hmm. you know, you're singing in time and in key with a string, you know, and it's, it's kind of a broader sense of unity. Right. And yeah. especially, I mean, you totally feel that like in worship, yep. even yep. concerts, huge mm -hmm. concerts, oh, you yeah. have thousands of people all singing the same song with oh. one dude out there yep. rocking. There's, I mean, there's not much cooler in life than just enjoying a concert with people you love, mm -hmm. you know, and just jamming out. Yeah, and uh, that was honestly, so we went to Cody Johnson, what was, oh, what was, what month was, was that? It October or November? I think it was November. October. I think it was November. Oh, really? I, I don't I can't remember. I don't know. Anyways, um, at the end of the concert, he came out by himself, uh, and he's like, I just want to have this song with you guys and it was really cool because all of us i think knew the exact the same song and kind of knew the lyrics so we were all singing and when you just look around and everybody's standing up 
and it's just the guy with his guitar and just him and everybody's singing the the uh the kind of energy that is in that stadium at that time it's so impressive and i don't think we look at music that much as humans but it is a huge thing as humans oh yeah we live everything to to oh, man we live everything to music in a way oh yeah i mean i mean people like to take spirituality out of everything but music is a spiritual form of expression oh, yeah. i mean yeah it it moves you you hear a sad song it moves you mm-hmm. um it can make you happy uh you know make you rageful <laughs> oh yeah 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 and that's like we we talked about this last week um but with the gym i noticed a good amount of people will listen to like metal hard rock anything that's really fast upbeat um Stuff that you could really just get going to, and um, and there's there's a reason for that, and uh, you know I'm not I'm not saying that it's amazing to listen to hard rock all the time or metal all the time, um, but there is times in your life where you have to use that, um, <laughs> that watch. <laughs> you have to use that uh, the uh, not anger, but you have to use that that aggression. And I feel like in the gym, at least you can and you have uh, an extra little wavelength that helps you get that out yeah. um, within music. And that's with any emotion or any way that you feel. Um, I mean, just look at what it does to you when you're sad. You listen to sad music and start crying. Yeah. There's a reason for it. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah, it's cool. I mean, I mean, add that on reasons why we aren't just can I grab e- that from you? <laughs> evolved from a monkey, yeah. you know? I yeah. mean, I think we're way too complex for that. <laughs> I, I agree 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how was your week chase after you've gotten it going again? I, I think it's honestly the tobacco. I'm not gonna lie. It should be. Oh, is that, Still is that older. still left out from I think so. Time? It might be a little dry. Did it seem dry? It's kind of burning like it is dry. Yeah, I had it in that humidor, but then I took it out for you last week, and uh, it got left there out. There we go. I'm just going gonna, gonna to set it in the middle. Or here, I'll set it here. <laughs> and then if you need it, I can Sounds it. good. So how was your work week, Chase? Well, uh... Well, I kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday, I was uh, a little groggy. Ended up just, I don't know, kind of just hated being there, if that makes sense. Uh, um, but in actuality, it was pretty easy. Uh, it's very, very um, just go along and get stuff done. I'm going to tell you what you need to do and uh, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um so it was easy. Uh, those those weeks they really they go by quick. Um, they are they are honestly a lot less physical on you because um, you're not straining your body or your mind the whole time. You're just hey, I'm gonna get this done. Um, but yeah, it was it was pretty good. It was just, at the end of the day, 
going over to Klamath every day, coming back, visiting with my journeyman the whole way there, whole way back, isn't such a bad thing. Yeah. How about you? Nice. Very short because I got sicker than a dog. But uh, different tobacco in there. <laughs> sounds good. But my two days were good. We were still we're still working at that hospital. Um, we were. We ended up on my, on the day before I got sick or I was starting to get sick. We were working on these light fixtures that go in the elevator lobby. Hmm. Um, so we were just getting the rail up for it. Uh, and then I had yesterday or I had to have my journeyman sign my evaluation. So oh, he yeah. lives in Klamath. So oh. it works out well. I met him at the bottom of open chain. And I said, so, so how those fixtures go? And I guess they were a pain. Uh, so... The way it was is they sent the schematics to the company and they manufactured everything hmm. to what they what what was supposed to fit perfect, but they mislabeled some of the parts. So he put it all up and it was like a like a half inch short because they put the wrong box wrong part in the box and stuff. So it's like man, I, sounds like I missed out on a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. But no, no, I do like I say like. I, I hate just sitting around, especially when you're sick. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm taking this time off, but I can't even do anything at home. I'm just, I'm just sitting here. Well, I was honestly sleeping for most of the time, but, but yeah, that if I'm being honest, that's something that I will have to work on is getting past that need of working for a validation you yeah because if yeah. i'm being honest that's what i have i don't know do mm-hmm. you have you have oh, yeah. an element of that uh yeah no um if it's a good amount of time that i take off of work like uh that week that i went hunting with my dad i had to take uh i had to take four days off total and i was like oddly i want to be working right now i need to be at my job but at the same time it was nice because i was out in the wilderness with no stress, no yeah. worry, just get an elk. <laughs> that was the only thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, it was a hundred percent. I hundred percent feel you on that. Yeah, and it is. I would be interested if most guys experience that. Mm-hmm. Probably, but there is that element of it's good to want to work, want to be moving forward, especially especially with with a wife. You know, yeah, I need to be constantly. Providing and I want to. Yeah. Um, I don't look at it as a oh, gosh darn it. I have to provide <laughs> for my wife. Oh, yeah. I I want to. I yeah. want I want the the nice things for Abigail. Well, and again, we have such a blessing with this electrical apprenticeship. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's so cool. It's finally, it's finally. You know, we're getting close to the end of the first year. <sighs> it's not just we're entering it. We're we're now um in it and experiencing it and a part of it and it's cool to be a part of this organism that is the apprenticeship you know you have your you have the guys you work with and the guys that you go to school with and you're all working towards knowledge right and yeah it is it is cool working toward perfecting your trade it, it's it's a cool thing and again i mean we can't t- we need to not take it for granted because you think of people who, and we, we appreciate the work of people that do like restaurant jobs and stuff, yeah. but 
at least for me, I love being part of that organism of, okay, we are advancing forward. You know, I, there are endless possibilities to advance. Right. Yeah. At no point are you just stuck in the electrical industry. You can do anything and get any kind of certifications and branch off here or, you know, it, it's really exciting. Yeah. I'm having bad luck with this thing today, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is. I can usually get it to burn the whole, the whole thing out and I'll be good. But typically, so the way I usually do it is about three packs where, so you just pour the tobacco into the top and then, and then as I pack it down, I usually just use my finger and mm-hmm. I spin it to get an even pack. Um, and you want to keep breathing in through it mm-hmm. and you don't want to face any resistance. Okay. And so the way it is, is your bottom pack should be a little bit looser. Your middle pack should be about medium and your top pack should be hard. Okay. Or not like hard, hard, but the hardest because you leave that loosest because as you pack layers above it, it will compact that bottom layer. Gotcha. Um, but in, so I'll do that. And so I'll just fill it up gently almost just tinkling them into the top and then um uh, compress it until i get to the top one and i'll compress it until i just barely start to get resistance and then okay. i'll stop okay I'm gonna give that a shot <laughs> that was too much and mine just went out because i was talking too much oh. you pass me that lighter maybe thank you brother <laughs> yeah no uh I see what you mean, though, when it comes to uh, just everything when it goes on. Uh, like, you want to be at work, but there's times where you shouldn't, you know, if yes. that makes sense. Yeah, no, there is there is definitely a time to rest. Yeah. Um, well, look and, at God. I, I mean, he, yeah. rest on, <laughs> he rested yep. on the seventh day, so that was a, that was a Sunday. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> the seventh day was a Sunday. Um, I just triggered so many people, dude. <laughs> Sunday is the Sabbath, not Saturday. <laughs> there goes like two listeners. Yeah, right. Just kidding. We're not trying to offend anyone. But uh, but no, yeah. And especially, especially as a married man, being at home, spending time with my wife is crucially important. Oh, yeah. You know, I need to provide, but... Again, that's only that's only half. I need to provide her that emotional and um, spiritual support right uh, from her side. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it a shot one more time, see if I can fail again. Probably will, to be honest. Hey, I'm telling you, man. I'm I still don't even have it all the way down. It's a it's a learning curve. So yeah, um, if anyone has suggestions for topics you'd like us to uh cover let us know um we're just we're trying to cover relevant topics that that we think of and and spend time together in fellowship uh we we hope that it's uh well received especially so last time we didn't have any of the just uh more uh just loose hanging around stuff so yeah we'll see if people like it and I, if not uh whatever we'll because this is what we like yeah so <laughs> we'll go back to uh not caring no yeah we'll go back to yeah I'll curb curb my language i don't even care <laughs>
honestly, when it comes to some things, I don't think language is the hor- most horrible thing in the world, especially when you see a lot of what goes on in the world nowadays. <laughs> no, I agree. Well, and even just analyzing, analyzing cussing. Like, mm-hmm. What is wrong about cussing? Is it the word or is it the meaning and the heart behind it? Mm-hmm. And I lean more towards it's the meaning and the heart behind it. Right. If you're yelling at someone and calling them a bad word to tear them down, that is 100% wrong. But if it's just in passing, I don't think that's a sin. But on the flip side, for me personally, I like to try to curb that because I try to put out a a good image right. and there is merit in that yep um i like to be be respectable i don't always live up to that none of us do no, yeah but you know and i think there is a time where i'll i'll let one slip like with buddies and stuff you know but i'm not worried about as opposed to when i'm with people that i don't know and they may know that i'm a christian you know, you want to be respectable yeah, and put out, put out a good front. I, yeah. And, uh, especially on like the job site, if somebody knows you're a Christian and then they hear you, Oh, this, that, you know, they're like, that's how Christians talk. Um, I think, I think we all catch ourselves cursing a little too much every now and then. Oh yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, it's keeping it in its own perspective. Uh, necessarily, it's not the worst thing in the world for you, obviously, but you should strive to not using it every two seconds. You know? I agree. And and again, we aren't saying to put on a fake face, but here's a real life example. If you're a homeowner and you're hiring someone uh, to, to do your electrical and they're cussing every second word, um, that's not a good face. No, you know. No. And as professionals, we need to be professional. Yep. And it's not being fake; it's being professional. So that's that's my take on it. Yeah, there's a there's a difference between uh being I wouldn't say a higher standard. I would say well, like you were saying, professional. There's a difference between being professional and being fake. Fake is. Um, well, you're not striving towards any of any of it. Being professional is, well, I'm going to clean up as much as possible, not necessarily putting on a face or something. Like saying, it's like me saying like, hey, I don't shoot guns. Hey, I don't drive a, don't drive a truck all the time or this or that, but I have a mullet and I look like a country guy. Like, <laughs> oh, you're not country? Like, no, no, I'm not. 